Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, actually, this is uh, going to air on Monday, uh, August the 29th. So we're in the end of August, and uh, we're excited about that. We did. We had a great discussion last last week um, about the covenant, which is blessed to make a blessing. And a mm-hmm. question that you know, our friend Diane came up with was, well, how does this apply to Israel? Uh, since it applied, we know it applies to the church, but how does it apply to Israel? And we went, we had this great discussion of that. So if you missed it, uh, go back to uh, Wednesday. Yeah, very interesting. And you'll learn a lot about uh, this kind of this duality of this and the uh, uh, how does God look at Israel uh, and the miraculous, quite frankly, the miraculous. And I, I'm always amazed at this is, you know, they were they were literally destroyed as a country back in 70 A.D. Mm-hmm. And for 2,000 years, they stepped, they, their, their people kept pure by only marrying each other and staying Jewish, real, I mean, mm. real Israelis, you know. And, and then through World War II and then uh, into 1967, they were, they were uh, reestablished as a nation. Mm. And, and they came back. And they're thriving, and God's given them incredible favor with economics, and the ability to protect themselves, you know, with with their uh, their technology, and they're going to be become the beacons of light. So they're going to be they're going to be the ones, you know, get, uh, living out the covenant. They're blessed to be a blessing. God says, "I'm waiting for you to repent and and ultimately come." But it's kind of funny. And one one thing about that, by the way, is that uh, Lynn and I have done tours, uh, led tours in Israel. And probably eh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you know, we would we would have like Jewish bus drivers or or somebody right. that would just give us Jewish history, and we would try to witness to them, mm-hmm. and they would they would just no, didn't want uh, to hear it. I don't want to hear about Jesus. No, I don't want to hear about Christ. Uh, we're not Christians. We're Jewish. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we respected that, um, but we didn't we didn't keep stop praying and we didn't stop you know but. Now, uh, you know, we just did this a few years ago, and there was a much more receptive, hey, I'd like to hear about the Messiah, including statements. And I've never heard this before, but mm-hmm. maybe Jesus is the Messiah. Mm. And it's like, huh, you can see. So you're seeing a softening? You, you can see that? the softening, you know, and again, I, I might have shared this before, but a couple of cool things that. Uh, happened because of the Jubilee, which was year 2000, and the Catholic Church mm-hmm. told everybody, hey, go to Jerusalem and uh, do a Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so Israel uh, was frightened. Like, uh-oh, we're going to have all these Catholics come. What do we do? You know, And it's going to overwhelm us. And so they asked the Catholic Church, could you come and teach our people why you're coming, what are you going to do, and what, are you gonna, what do you want to go see? Uh, so they did, and they interesting enough, they send a evangelical Catholic, mm-hmm. and he shares with them. So th- this is what happened: everybody in the military, 
everybody that was uh, in government, everybody that was uh, police and fire, all went through training to hear, and they heard the gospel. Mm. Every single every single person heard the and gospel. Certainly, that is part of the softening and opening to the because truth, because right? God says, "My word does not return void," mm. and I think He planted seed. Okay, now there's some, something else. Now Netanyahu, who I believe is a is a Christian, um, and he's talked about his you know his family and, and Bible study and uh, belief. Uh, well, uh, he personally. Uh, did a search on who would I allow to present the Christian message into Israel, mm-hmm. and he evaluated. He, this is him personally. He this is his prime minister. He did it personally, and he selected Daystar. Oh, interesting. Uh, and said, "You guys are pro-Israel, mm-hmm. and your message isn't overwhelming. Where you're trying to persuade everybody, you're just trying to present the truth in a very healthy way." And, and so. He put Daystar, and this is probably now 10 years ago, on 24-hour television that's been on ever since. Really? And they, in Israel? In Israel. So all the, mm-hmm. all the Jews who watch TV can, you know, with their sorting through channels, some of them are, are going to be watching Daystar, and they're hearing truth about the gospel. Any idea what the percentage of Messianic Jews are in Israel? It's at still this point? it's still pretty low. It's still okay. it's probably more you know like two, three, four, five percent. Not not much. Okay. Uh, there's active ministries over there, but it but it's not much. And but their heart their their hearts are softening because we know mm-hmm. that Jesus said when a generation that sees that fig tree is going to uh, see the end. I think we're then. I personally think we're within forty years of that, and the Jews are going to come to a point where they wake up. And because in the scripture it says they absolutely become the bearers of Christianity mm-hmm. uh, in Israel, because uh, the whole world tries to destroy them, you know. So hmm. it's really interesting. Uh, so uh, they're going to be, and we we've talked about that and how beautiful that is. And you and I have talked about uh, blessed to be a blessing, and and we're and we're trying to keep communicating. Blessing isn't just material, um, right? It's not. You know, we tend to think, well, money, great. You know, give me more money. No, I want to bless you with all elements of life, you know, marriage, fellowship, family, uh, special uh, uh, memories, uh, uh, things to enjoy with each other. And you got to do that recently because you went to yes. Israel with your... So tell us about what was that that you were blessed to be a blessing there? Yeah, so not to Israel, to Ireland. Excuse me, uh, uh, Ireland. <laughs> it starts with an I. Israel yeah, right? on the right. brain, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a phenomenal trip, and we were able to take, um, all eight of us went, so Dan and I, and with our three children and all of their significant others, so um, Josh mm. and Emily, his wife, and Caleb and his mm. fiance Olivia, and Anna and her boyfriend Ryan, and the eight of us spent a week over there. And... Um, spent about half our time in the Galway area and about half the time in Dublin. And it was absolutely beautiful, um, everything about it. And just a lot of God's favor throughout it. But he did, um, even before we left, he had spoken just some sweet things. One, he had given us 
a specific assignment for while we were there um, in particular was to go to the campus of Trinity College where a dear friend, a lifelong friend of Anna's is going to be going in just a few weeks to school. And he invited us to just pray over that campus for her. And he has given Anna a dream, particularly a couple of years ago um, that we shared with you, Rich, about Claire and mm -hmm. her going, this wasn't particularly with her going to Trinity, but about pouring abiding into her. And, and in that, she would take it to a whole new circle. And we were, he reminded us of that dream and praying forward to what her role, he even said to us that really she is uniquely equipped because she is of Irish heritage, mm. uniquely equipped for Dublin to be her mission field and to bring abiding to that area. And so mm. we were able to go ahead and pray over the campus and pray over um, future relationships for her and all of that. So that was a sweet assignment he gave us. But then the other thing, um, you know, as we were asking him, you know, what do you want us to do? His instruction was really don't overcomplicate it. When you know, you are eight, eight pairs of boots on the ground and when you've set foot on ground in Ireland, you bring me with you. Mm. And so bring joy, bring laughter, bring hope. And when you do that, just by being the eight of you, um, you will shine light and bring light into darkness and it will be a natural blessing to other people. And we were able to just watch that, um, watch that flow out. It was it was comical to see certain things that God orchestrated, and um, even just little things. You know, there was a, a cab driver that we had, Martin was his name, who drove a group of us um, to you know to meet up for our e-bike tour. And it was funny. We had some just some great conversation with him and that sort of thing. And he was supposed to have come back to pick us up that night and wasn't able to. So this was just kind of one of those funny God things. I don't know what happened, what got miscommunicated, but he didn't show up. Um, and so we had to get some other riders or whatever, but we were sure we were supposed to have seen him again. Well, the next morning we're set to go on this tour and we have a, a private tour guide arranged who doesn't show up and doesn't show up and doesn't show up. And we're like, God, what is this all about? Well, then the, the tour company actually sends us an email said, we're sending someone else. We're so sorry for the confusion. This is unacceptable. You will not pay for this tour. So now we're having a private tour all day for zero cost. It's like we're sending someone in place of him. And lo and behold, who shows up but Martin? Really? Uh, yes. Oh, and my. so we spent the whole day with Martin the next day. And it was just, and it was funny because, you know, the first day I probably did the most talking to him. Then, you know, that day when we were in the tour, he sat and talked to Anna and Ryan and Caleb and Olivia just because of how we were rotating through the van um, for hours and just laughing and the joy. It, it was really interesting because we all just knew that was why our tour guide didn't show up and it wasn't the tour we expected it to be. Instead, we got a cab driver who drove us to the places we were going to go. And it was exactly what God wanted. We took him out to lunch with us. Mm. When we stopped for lunch, we had him join us and he was just able to enjoy the dynamics of our family. We got um, multiple comments from people as we went around. Oh, not sure if this is good or disturbing, you know, one or the other, but so many people were surprised when they realized we were all family. Yeah. And like we had multiple people asking, um, 
that actually when, when they realized that we weren't related though, that it was significant others, that was the big surprise is there was so much joy and they're like, we, you know, we were a little concerned because you were all enjoying each other so much. This is a very close family and it's a little awkward that, you know, this brother has his arm around his sister. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were like, no, 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 that's a fiance or that's a wife. And the, you know, so they were all sh a little that shocked yeah. by that. <laughs> I have, I have a funny joke, but I won't say it right now. So go ahead. But it, it, was, it was pretty funny, though, because it wasn't just one set of people who thought that. They were like, oh, we're so relieved you're not all siblings. You know, the, the, um, and so that was kind of funny. But nonetheless, the, the overwhelming comment was you all have so much joy together. You know, they all recognized the joy and the laughter and the love in the group. Um, and and it was surprising to a lot of people, I think, but they embraced it and loved it. And, uh, so that was fun. And, mm. and we just had all kinds of God's favor, you know, across the board, even seeing rainbows reminding us it was all part of covenant as we went. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the, uh, um, you know, the blessing is, uh, again, you, of course, it's privileged to be able to do that. But uh, all the experience and the fun, the joy, the fellowship, the memory. Right. Uh, God says, you know, I want to bless you and I want to give you life mm -hmm. and give it to you super abundantly. And life, see, is all of life. Um, it's not just financial. It's uh, fellowship, sweetness, fun, laughter, mm -hmm. uh, memories, uh, experiences, uh, something that you look forward to, enjoy, and then can remember. Um, and right. by the and by the way, it doesn't mean it's over. Hey, you get to, you'll be able to de keep doing this. And one thing Linda and I have done uh, all of our life, and we do we still do this, is that we know that one of the elements of, of the covenant is to keep creating those memories mm -hmm. for the for the family because um, there's something special about that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's a blessing. So thank you for uh, sharing that. What a, what a wonderful time. Yeah, it was a fantastic trip. And at every step, we saw Covenant. Just yeah. blessed to be a blessing yeah. and, and, and felt the beauty of being able to give it away, even, you know, whether it was just joy or laughter or whether it was, you know, financially blessing the waiter or tipping the tour guide right. or That's whatever right. it was to see to see their reaction to people loving them well. I think that was what was really fun yeah. is, is we were all able to just love everybody we interacted with well and they were so receptive to that. Yeah, yeah. and you could, um, and again, you can uh, have tangible evidence of that where you know, like that story of Martin is that, oh, that's that's what you're up to and he said that's part of me blessing you to be a blessing mm -hmm. and you see what i did there see and, and you knew it you know it wasn't like right, right. well that was uh, lucky or uh that was you know uh circumstantial it was no god god says that's part of what i do <laughs> right Absolutely. i i work those things you know so it's fantastic so i will can i add in one more just comical thing um that i think i shared on the leadership call but we and it's kind of a running joke about how god does vacations with us that we are typically for whatever reason we end up with the best weather we end up with the you know all of these things and we just kind of laugh almost expectantly about it right at this point so we're going to dublin and i've been prepping the kids for months you know this is going to be you know a rainy vacation 
get ready for that. That's fine. We'll embrace it. Have fun. Make sure you buy your rain jackets. Make sure you got the right shoes. And as we get closer and closer, we're we're watching this forecast change from like day after day after day on the daily forecast on the weather app, you know, rain, 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 to suddenly you're seeing sun show up on the days that we're there. And that's extending and extending. And I think I may have even sent you a picture of the forecast because I kept it because of that. That's right. The weeks surrounding it. Rain every day before we got there. Rain every day after we left. The days that we were there was abundant sunshine the entire time. We had one day, the very last day, there was rain and literally, I mean this, I'm not exaggerating, we were just laughing about it. As we stepped into a building, we went to the Guinness tour, stepped into Guinness, it starts pouring down rain. We step out of Guinness, the rain stops. Mm. We stepped into a restaurant, it started pouring down rain. We stepped out of the restaurant, the rain stopped. We never had a drop of rain on us the entire week we were in Ireland. That's fantastic. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah, it's just a little bit of God's humor, you know? Yeah. Well, it's just, again, his favor and uh, yeah. a blessing is down to that detail, you know? And so that's, right. that's pretty cool. It was, it was pretty cool because we just, yeah. uh, like I said, we kind of got a kick out of it because it was almost like he was just saying, you watch, I can, I'm going to show off a little and just have some fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as we're uh, talking about that, remember, it's uh, blessed to be a blessing and, and give it away. Um, and so we, we talked about that was the very nature, even of Christ's birth, is uh, when we went, we're in Luke 1, uh, is that the purpose I brought Christ here is to uh, give it away. And you're mm-hmm. going to join him uh, in that giving it away. Now the message and the life, it's not just a ticket to heaven, but rather it's the life of Jesus of, of what you just described, it's super abundant life. It's mm-hmm. it's to have be blessed to be a blessing. Uh, the life of the covenant uh, is now available to everybody, and that's going to be the message. So we're we're called to help people understand that. So let's go to John uh, 20, uh, 19 to twenty three. This is when, uh, and we'll go to through two verses here. Right at the very beginning, uh, the disciples, um, you know, of course didn't fully yet understand this aspect of giving it away and now they're going to be uh, taught that so uh, John 20 19 to 23 sure then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them peace be with you when he had said this he showed them his hand and his side then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Yep. Um, So this is a a really interesting point. Uh, The day of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, what's already happened is that remember the women uh, Mary Magdalene uh, had gone to the tomb right. to uh, see if there's anything else you know because they weren't sure about the, the being closed up and all that they weren't sure about that because remember when he died it was the beginning of Sabbath mm-hmm. so um, they really didn't have able to check anything out so they were just going to check it out you know is is there something we need to keep uh, finish or do whatever because they weren't sure and of course it's empty Mm-hmm. Uh, and the angels are sitting there, and you know, who are you looking for? Well, Jesus, well, 
he's gone. You know, he's 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 been raised. And and then they they see him. The guard they think he's a gardener. And he talks to him. He said, "Now don't touch me yet, because I I haven't <laughs> I haven't yet been translated, but um, I'm Jesus. Oh, you're you're Christ." So they go and run and tell the disciples, "We saw Jesus." Mm-hmm. Okay, now John and uh, Peter run to the tomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, John's writing a book. He says, "I got there first. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he writes. Yeah, I was way. faster. I was faster. You know, and um, uh, but they uh, they saw it, and they saw all they saw was the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. They saw the clothes that were gone, were just laid there. Don't um, know Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. but now and so they've they've shared that. But here they are. They gather back in the upper room, lock the door. Mm-hmm. And they said they're greatly afraid. Okay, uh, now think about their life. They'd spent three years following Christ. Right. Uh, excited and believing that he's the Messiah. And their view of the Messiah is what? A new kingdom. A new earthly kingdom. Mm-hmm. And hey, we're taking over. Uh, the Romans are going to be dist- uh, over overrun. The, the, these Jewish leaders aren't going to be in charge anymore because Christ is the Messiah and, and he's going to rule. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, and this is even true, and you can go back and read this in John, uh, during the upper room discourse, so it's the night of his, of his go- goes to Gethsemane and gets betrayed. Guess what their question is? Who's going to be first Mm. in your team <laughs> right <laughs> that's right. what they care about uh you know and jesus is like oh for heaven's sakes you know that you don't get this you don't get this at all you know so they're afraid uh they've in their mind and they still haven't yet put it together because they jesus had told them that he's going to die and be resurrected but it didn't register yet mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned they think somebody took his body right and he's dead and the movement is dead. The Messiah is gone. They're, not only are we not going to get what we thought, we followed somebody that wasn't really the Messiah. Right. So that's a mis- we made a big mistake. And we're in trouble. And not only that, because they know who we are, what do, what do they think? That their lives are at, that at risk They're coming well. after us. Mm-hmm. And they're going to kill us. I mean, and so you know, that fear isn't just, yeah, I'm kind of in a place where maybe it's like they're coming after me mm-hmm. and they're going to kill me uh, and we're afraid. So they're in the upper room talking about it. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they're completely discouraged and have lost all hope. Right. And who shows up? Then Jesus shows up. <laughs> okay. Now, by the way, um, he doesn't unlock the door. <laughs> uh, you know, he shows up because you know, he can appear through now and he's got a body mm-hmm. what's called a resurrected body but it has the characteristics of the spiritual be able to transport anywhere and anytime he wants to so it's a both and it's really cool um, and he says to them uh, shalom mm-hmm. uh, peace the life of shalom you know is here and then he says he showed them um, his his wounds mm-hmm Okay, now wait a minute. His resurrected body that was completely healed, by the way, because remember he was beaten to the right. point of even being disfigured, so it wasn't even recognizable. So his, he was scarred and beaten 
that's all been healed mm-hmm. and gone, but these are still there. Right. Okay, now why do you think the wounds in his hands, feet, and side where his spear was are still there? That's a great question. Yeah. I well, can think of no other reason other than to prove to them that it was Jesus. Okay, yeah. well, it's more than that. It's... Um, uh, and when we go to eternity, we're going to see the same thing. Now, here's why. On what basis are you able to be with Jesus? What he did at the cross. Right. And he wants us always, always, always to understand it has nothing to do with anything that you do. Mm. It's all because of what I did for you. And you're, and in, right. in eternity, we're going to keep remembering, seeing, and experiencing the privilege of that, and mm-hmm. and the and the reason I can do it is I believed it, mm-hmm. um, and came back to him through my belief. I didn't earn it. He gave it. He gave his life. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And Jesus said, "I want you to remember, it's our gift to you. I'm your. I'm the gift to you." Mm-hmm. And we're remembering that. So he said he showed it to him, and then he says. They were glad, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the and the word the word there in the Greek is they had great joy and great mirth, like oh hallelujah, it's not over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's God, it's Jesus. He's back. Uh, we get to still have relationship with Him. Everything that we're afraid of isn't so, and everything that He just said is true, and it, we get Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not an idea of Him. It wasn't religiosity. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that there's some spiritual thing to it. It was physically Jesus, and they said, "Hallelujah, we're, we got him back. Life isn't over. Hope is restored." And think about it. Hope is restored when when they saw Jesus, mm-hmm. and God. And that's what God is trying to. And why you and I are so convicted about abiding uh, is that when you experience the presence of Jesus you're going to have great joy because it's him. It's right. not the idea of him. It's not a theology. It's the life of it him. It is him, yes. And he says, have great joy, and your hope is now restored because I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he says this. Hey, guys, I'm going to send you like the Father sent me. Right. Okay, now, how did the Father send him? As he, as he was sent into the world, um, it was uh, to uh, understand that he was to what? Give it away. Right. Uh, to give what away? Himself. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm going to give myself away to be the sacrificial lamb so that you can have life and have it eternally. Because what am I going to do? Take away the requirement that you got to be perfect. Right. Because of a holy God. I'll, I've solved the problem. And... What did he do for three years? Let me demonstrate what it means to live the life of God as he did what? Healed people, taught Mm -hmm. people, uh, explained to people, led the disciples to have truth and understanding. Is uh, For three years, in a sense, he was giving away to them what they had to receive in order to do what? Give it to away. be able to give it away. Yeah, because yes. what was about ready to happen? The church. Well, it was uh, about ready to explode. <laughs> yeah, and, and the the church 
was only established by the disciples who was able were able to help them understand the life of God mm-hmm. that people then could receive, and then what would they do? And what we're actually going to see a verse uh, uh, tomorrow about this, uh, about what that was all about, was living out and giving away the life of Jesus. So that um, he says, now, as I came to walk mm-hmm. with the Father, remember, Jesus said, I did nothing except what? Except what the Father told me. What, what I heard from the Father and then I expressed it by giving it away, and I was receiving and giving it away. He said, I'm sending you in the same way. Mm-hmm. So you get to the point where you keep hearing. By the way, he says, and they said this in John 16, up till now, you really haven't had to pray because you've had me to talk to. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not going to be here anymore, but I'm still here mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit. And uh, listen, just like you have been in fellowship with me, ask the questions, receive, and then I'm going to send you uh, to give it away. As the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. Why? Because I'm going to be in you. Right. And that's where, don't you see that multiplication factor right there? Yeah, right you there. Know, you pour into a yeah. few and then they take it to, and it goes and it goes and it goes. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Um, and uh, so he says, I'm going to uh, send you. Um, and by the way, he said he breathed the Holy Spirit on him. Now we know something about that is um, they didn't actually receive the Holy Spirit because they didn't receive that until Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So when he says he breathed the Holy Spirit, what he was demonstrating was this. When you receive it on mm-hmm. Pentecost, because he said, wait until you receive it. Right. Um, it's me. Breath is my life. See what he's saying is mm. I'm breathing my life into you so don't look at it as a system don't look at it as a religion look at it as me and i'm going to pour my life into you and i need you to really understand that and he said so right here i'm going to send you out and then he by the way says wait until it happens Mm -hmm. and i'm going to breathe and it's going to be the holy spirit and the life of the holy spirit which is which is me um, mm. And it's a fantastic thing. So uh, we'll pick this up again uh, tomorrow, and we'll talk about um, well, how did they start to give it away? And it all it all began with Jesus says, "It's me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be giving it to you. Be be thrilled to death. Uh, get excited about it. And now, as I was in relationship to the Father." You're going to join that same place, and your life mm-hmm. will be receiving and giving it away, receiving and giving it away, and it all be directed by the vine dresser, not by you. You know, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next time. That sounds great. Thank you so much, and thank you to everyone for joining us. As always, if you are finding these podcasts um, encouraging and just stretching and growing your faith, be a friend and tell a friend and pass this on. And um, continue to check out our website. I know there's a growing number of people that are signing up for the different courses that are online. Um, I know Rich and I also go at a bit of a snail's pace on some of this because we enjoy just taking our time and letting it go where the spirit leads. But if you would like to go through some of these courses more quickly, absolutely go online and find that online course on the covenant if you want to review or even on abiding. Um, There are all kinds of courses on there that are so worthwhile. So check out afjministry.com. And um, thanks for joining us. Look forward to seeing you again. Yep, we'll see you later.
Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.